For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Game on! Game on! Hello, Boston Bruins fans. I'm Kurt Schmied, and you're listening to Believe in Boston Bruins on the Believe Podcast Network. We believe in Boston Bruins. Do you believe? On this week's episode, the Bruins face off against the Flyers and other games of interest. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. The Bruins came out of hibernation with a Sunday afternoon round-robin game against the Philadelphia Flyers. Chris Wagner scored the only goal for the Bees in the 4-1 loss. Now, this team didn't play like regular season President's Trophy winners. You guys are playing like this is some throwaway game up in Rochester. And I knew that this game would be a tough game, but I wasn't expecting them to play this bad. I swear to God, I did not. I thought it, I thought it was going to be a close game, but I didn't think it was going to be a 4-1 loss. Seriously. Why was this a... You know, I would have expected maybe 4-2, 4-3. What the hell happened? I mean, the first period was good. It was a really good first period. They were probably running on adrenaline, you know, of it being the first actual game, that meaningful game that meant something, you know. Who knows? You know, they came out, they came out, they played well, and then they didn't show up for the second and third period. Now, I wouldn't put the blame on Halak for this for this one, okay? There was no effort at all from the guys in front of him. All right? So you can't blame him. Do not blame him. It wasn't his fault. It's not your fault. I mean, the team, that first period was fine. The first period was good. Like I said, they were running on adrenaline, everything else. All right? But then second period rolls around. And it looked like the team was unmotivated and undisciplined throughout the rest of the game. I mean, they had terrible puck control by the defense. The forwards didn't know how to receive a pass. And they were turning the puck over the puck over the whole entire game. I mean, it was stupid mistakes. You know, was it because it was the first real game? Probably. You know, a little bit of game, uh, real game jitters. I don't know what the, what the hell you want to call it. But the other thing with this is they were overpassing the puck, all right? They were overpassing it every time, you know, a guy was open, they would pass the puck, you know, they would pass the puck to him and he wouldn't get a good shot off. They were missing their passes, everything, you know, and I just wish that they would stop overpassing and just shoot the damn puck. And I know that Brad Marchand had said something about, you know, not being motivated because there's no fans in the arena. And that could be true because there's nobody in the, in the arena to yell at these idiots to say, hey, shoot the puck. 
and I'm one of those idiots. You know, if they're passing the puck all around, especially on the power play. You know, if you're sitting there passing the puck, you know, passing the defense over to the other defenseman, over to the wing, back behind the net to the left wing, over back up to the point, over to the other point, shot, pick up the pass, pass it again, pass it again. That's all that they were doing. That's what it looked like that they were, I mean, crap. Shoot the damn puck. Don't play with it. Move it. All right? Just shoot the puck, you, especially in the power play. You might get a lucky bounce. You're, or you might get a rebound. You know, but the thing is you got to shoot the puck. And that's the problem with these guys. They're overpassing. They were overthinking this game. All right? So basically, shoot the damn puck and it'll go in. Or you'll get a, you know, you'll get a rebound and then you can put the puck in that way. But these, these guys got to learn to shoot the puck. Okay? And when they did shoot the puck, they shot it right in right into Carter Hart's chest. I mean, there's a reason why the guy had 34 saves. You shot the puck right into, right into the Flyers logo on his jersey. You know, you, what's, what was the problem here? You know, was it first? I mean, I still keep it, you know, I'm still saying maybe it was the first game. But then again, this wasn't really the first game. I mean, they, they laid a complete egg on Thursday against Columbus, a team whose butt they should have kicked. But no, they didn't show up for that one either. You know, maybe maybe they're holding back so they don't get hurt in this first round. That's a good possibility. I just I just don't get it. You know, I this game, I knew this game was going to be close. You know, like I said, a 4 a 4-2 four, four, you know, at least something, not a complete blowout. And you know, right after Chris Wagner scores, you think, "Oh yeah, they're down 3 to 1. There's a good chance that they could come back." No, or was it three? Was it? I can't remember now. I just all I know is that Chris Wagner scored the only goal for the Bruins, and right off the faceoff, the Flyers score again. So there was something wrong yesterday. They weren't. They for some reason they looked like crap during the second and third periods. Like I said, the first period was good. The first period was awesome. But I don't. I don't know why, you know, the second and third periods really sucked. I mean, think about it. You know, you're going in there and you're you're going into this, I wouldn't call it important, it's a round-robin game, but, you know, you're going into this game, you know, with something to prove. You were the, you were the, um, President's Cup champions, or you did win the President's Trophy, tro- President's Trophy, excuse me, President's Trophy, and then you go out and you screw up like this. And what's really embarrassing is that a, a former Bruin or a former Providence Bruin goes out and scores a goal. A guy who played in your organization goes out and scores a goal against you. So yeah, Chris Wagner, Chris Wagner got the only goal. Uh, from and he was assisted, got assist from uh, Nordstrom and McAvoy. You know, not a not a lot of these. Nobody, I wouldn't say nobody showed up, but there were a couple of guys that impressed me throughout the game. I mean, Jack Stanika was playing hard. So was Anders Bork. Bjork. He was he was playing well too. So, you know, they 
I was actually impressed by by those young guys. I mean, Bjork was a minus two, so was Coyle, so was Bergeron. Marshawn was a minus, plus minus of minus two. Um, Pasternak was a minus three. You know, Kuhlman was minus one. The rest, the rest of the guy. Oh, wait a minute. Wagner and Nordstrom were the only were the only guys with 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 one were plus one, as far as plus minus goes. So that's not bad. And looking at the on ice, I mean, everybody, everybody. It looks like everybody got at least over ten minutes of ice time on, as far as the forwards go. The most was Charlie Coyle got the most got the most minute was it Charlie yeah Charlie Coyle got the most minutes on the ice with twenty one minutes and thirty four seconds so and time on the power play was three minutes and sixteen seconds so that was you know at least there by looks by looking at at the stats here it looks like that they did put in some type of an effort of an effort but I just don't see it. You know, and as far as the defense go, it was Tori Krug who picked up the most minutes with 21 minutes and 18 seconds, followed by Charlie uh, Charlie McAvoy. So, you know, I don't know what to say about the about this game. It was like just sitting there, and it's like, do I? What do I? Just just sitting here. You know, I sat there with my beer yesterday, first period, really excited, ready to go. Second period rolls around, and they. They basically gave up in the second and third period. I don't know why, but they just did. Now, Halak, you know, like I said, you can't blame Halak. He was for this loss. I mean, it probably, if Tuka Rask wasn't feeling well, so if he was, if he was 100%, if Rask was 100%, I have a feeling Tuka Rask would have been in net, but I don't think it would have made a difference who was, who was in, in between the pipes. I really don't because the guys in front of him didn't play well, and that's on them, and that is completely on them. Now, I'm not confident about this team's chances if they pl- if they play this way the next two games. You know, they have the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Washington Capitals. Now, I don't. I don't see I after today after yesterday's performance I don't think that this that these guys will be the number 1 won't even be the 2 seed. I expect the bees to end up as the 4th seed and go 0, 0 and 3. And I'm okay with that. I'm fine with that because it's just a round robin. I know a lot of people are like, "Well, it's it's these games are still important and everything." No, these games are not really important, but I don't care about the seeds, all right? I care more about playing better and the team chemistry getting that and getting that team chemistry back. That's all I care about. You know, they've been off for 4 months, all right? I know they've been training for at Warrior Ice Arena for the past couple of weeks. All right? But to come out in this game and the game before and the game on Thursday against Columbus, you know, after those two games, you know, there should be some, you know, I'm hoping that maybe we're going to build on team chemistry because they're already in the playoffs, okay? So it doesn't really matter what happens with these round-robin games. I just want them to be competitive in the next two games. I mean, I just I just hope they show up on Wednesday night against Tampa. I don't care if they lose, you know, 5-4, to four, you know, 5-3. to three. I don't care. As long as they put that effort in. Not like the the bomb they 
they drop not that you know not like the second and third period of the Flyers game. All right? Because that literally sucked. I want the first period Bruins to show up for this one. All right? Now here's the other thing. If does Rask does Rask feel well enough to start and goal for the Bruins? I mean, you know, I'm not knocking Halak. You know, cuz having Rask in goal for the Flyers game probably wouldn't have made a difference anyways. You know, will there be any other lineup changes? You know, what happens with, um, you know, who's going to be in, who's going to be out? Will Kasha be, finally be playing again? Or, you know, we haven't seen him. We haven't seen him. Same thing with Pasternak. We haven't seen the two of them. So who knows? You know, other guys might come in. You know, you might see, you know, um, some other play, some other Providence players come in. You know, it's like Seneshin and other guys who were scratched yesterday. Vakaninen or whatever his name is, you know, we could see him in there. You know, we just don't, you know, maybe maybe there's going to be a a really big lineup change. Maybe Chara might sit out this game, you know, next game. Who knows? But to come out and not put an effort in uh, yesterday, totally, totally unacceptable. Totally unacceptable. But I'm just hoping that the next two games, you know, at least I want to at least see something you know, some type of energy and, you know, not screwing up and making mistakes. I want I want clean passes and and shoot the damn puck, please. Really. You gotta shoot the puck if you're gonna win. Because that's the only way they that's the only way you're gonna win is scoring goals. And the only way to score goals is shoot the puck, not pass. If if this was a game of passing, the Bruins would have won yesterday's game. You know, the only bright player was, you know, there was a couple bright spots. I mean, I mean, Jack Stanika played really well. Anders Bjork played really well. So, who knows? And Bjork should play well because he signed a three-year contract extension. So, I was kind of hoping he would play better, you know? But then when I saw that the Bruins signed Anders Bjork to a three-year contract extension, I started thinking to myself, all right, here's a guy who is... Basically, he had a lot of injuries early on in, you know, in his first couple of years as a Bruin. All right. He actually missed out on a game. He actually missed out playing at his college when the Bruins played the Chicago Blackhawks in Notre Dame. He missed out on this because of an injury. And he went to Notre Dame. So he missed out on one of the biggest probably career career games of his of of his career. So. But he gets a contract extension. All right, fine. All right, he looking forward to it. But then, you know, I started thinking to myself, what about Tory Krug's contract? Has there been any effort towards signing this guy? You know, there were reports that I've I've seen that he's looking at maybe going out on the free agent market. So maybe that's why we haven't heard anything. So. You know, I want to know what's going on with him because I think he's he's part of the he's part of the reason why the Bruins are so well because he's a veteran, a veteran defenseman, and he's he's a damn good you know he's so underrated too that anybody would want him. So, I don't know. Maybe the Bruins are just playing games here. I have no clue what's going on, but the thing is, 
I'd like to know what's going on with his contract or if he's going to sign or what you know what's going on with these guys because he's 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 an important part of of this team's future. I mean, Charles getting up there in age, he's got to you know, we got to make start looking at, you know, the future of you know, of our team. You know, sign Tory Krug, you know, maybe sign some of these young other maybe these other young defensemen because to be honest, he's 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 one of those one of those veterans that you need in your lineup. Especially after last year in the in the finals when he skated down the ice and beat the crap and just skated down the ice and just nailed the guy from St. Louis. I can't remember the guy's name. Let's just hope they they figure this contract thing out. Maybe he's waiting until till free agency opens. So we'll we'll keep an eye on that one. But you know, I just don't see see him staying with the Bruins if if a contract is taking this long. I just see him going somewhere else. Uh, other games that I that were um, the other games were just what I thought. They were low scoring. Uh, a lot of teams were still a little rusty after four months off. So it the other games were they were fun to watch. I mean, hockey. It was I was happy to see hockey back. And the very first game that was played, you know, was was a fun one to see. But it was it was low scoring, a little boring. You know, and I expected Hartford, I mean Carolina, to beat the Rangers uh, in Game One with Hendrick Lundqvist in goal. You know, I've been telling people all all throughout throughout the last four months that the Rangers should at least give Lundqvist at least one shot and goal. He gets his one shot and goal, and then you can go with the other two rookies. But at least let him play at least one game. So he got his game in. So who knows if he starts game two. I've been hearing a little different. I've been hearing that Shesterkin's going to be in there. So we'll see what happens. And just like the Bruins, the Rangers offense played flat and sloppy all game long. As a matter of fact, the Carolina Hurricanes, they were they were a little flat too. So they had to get a little bit of that rust off. The Rangers took too many penalties, which hurt them. You do that, you go to the box, you know, uh, two minutes by yourself and you feel shame. You know, and then you get free. And the only real highlight of this game was the scrap between was the scrap between Williams and Strom. That was it. Basically, you had nothing going going on because both teams play you know played sloppy, and everybody's gonna play sloppy in the fir- at least in these first couple of games. Now the Islanders beat the Panthers two to one. This game was also low scoring, and the goaltending was a little bit of the story in this game. Varlamov, God, these names are like crazy, made 27 saves for the Islanders, and I expect him to at least be the guy they go to throughout the rest of the throughout the rest of the qualifying round. And then you have Sergei Bravlovsky. I can't talk today. I don't know. I think it was just the the Bruins screwing up yesterday, maybe. Bravlovsky. Bravlovsky. He made uh, 26 saves for the Panthers. So, you know, either way, these teams are probably going to be rely a lot on their goaltending, especially the Florida Panthers. Now, the Islanders do have a lot of scoring, you know, a lot of young talent there. So basically, I think that they they actually have a chance, you know, to actually make it to the conference finals. You know, if they keep playing like they played yesterday or on um, over the weekend. 
Now, the goaltending, like I said, the goaltending is going to be the main reason why one, why one of these teams advance. Okay, because they're very, these two goaltenders are very good. You do have good, good goal scoring for the Islanders and not so much for the Panthers. The Panthers are are pretty good. They got some uh, they got some goal scorers in there, but the thing is, there's one thing the Panthers have that the I well no actually no the I was gonna compare the coaches, but you know what the coaches are dead even. I mean, you have somebody like Barry Trotz and you have Joel Quenville, so they they have the coaches there too. So, but this one this one could be a. Judging just by looking at this, I'm I would I was gonna I've been saying that maybe Islanders in five, maybe Islanders could do this in four games or maybe even a sweep. Now looking at how the Islanders um, recovered with their injuries over the last four months, so that that was a that's gonna be a, that's gonna be one of the series that I'm gonna be most most interested in. Now we had Chicago beating Edmonton six to four. Now, I expected this game to not only be closer, but I expected Edmonton to win this game. The Blackhawks scored five goals on just 23 shots in the first two periods, and four of them went past, were past goaltender Mike Smith. And I, and all along, I kept saying to myself, the Edmonton Oilers' youth is going to be better than the Blackhawks' veterans. Well, that probably has proved me wrong in game one. All right? Basically, the Oilers, the young young Oilers team was no match, you know, for the Black, you know, the Blackhawks veterans. You know, they they basically, you know, I know they're a young team, but I expected a little bit more out of out of guys like Drysaitel and McDavid and all the rest of those, all the rest of those young guys. You know, I didn't expect. You know, and I thought for sure the veteran black, the veteran Blackhawk players weren't going to sh- not not show up. They were going to show up, but they were going to have maybe they were going to be a lot slower, where the Oilers were going to be a lot faster. But that wasn't the case. So we'll just have to see how Game Two goes, because this one's going to be this one now. I I expected Edmonton to actually sweep Chicago or come close to it. Now it's like, oh, I don't think that. Edmonton actually has a shot if they if I mean here's the thing if they let it you know if they gave gave up six goals you know maybe maybe it was the rust rust like the Bruins had maybe first game you know first game jitters or whatever but we'll have to see how that one goes because that one now really opened up my eyes to this one could be a really good series now we also had Mont- now the most entertaining game of the weekend uh, the Montreal Canadiens beating the Pittsburgh Penguins 3-2 in overtime. I mean, this game was really good. It was at a quick pace to it. So it was a, a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to watch. I mean, Jeff Petrie's goal in overtime was 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 a surprise. I thought for sure somebody like Crosby or Malkin would would score the goal for the Penguins to win the game, but this one this to me, this series is probably going to be one another good series to watch on television. Um, and Carey Price to be, I think this is Carey Price's year. If Carey Price could come up with winning this game, can come up with maybe winning this series, I think they actually have a good shot at winning the cup. 
because you know everybody thinks that you know he's just Carey Price and you know he was you know he's gotten up there in his age, but you know what? I wouldn't be too surprised if if he play if he was on his game and the and the the Habs actually makes makes some do some damage in these playoffs. But still, they still got to get past a really strong Pittsburgh Penguins team. But seeing how they played against Pittsburgh, I would have to this this series is, could go either way right now. Now we have other scores from opening weekend. We had the Columbus Blue Jackets defeating the Toronto Maple Leafs two nothing on their home ice. Calgary beating Winnipeg four to one. Minnesota over Vancouver three nothing. Colorado beating St. Louis 2-1, and I have to go and look at one score I didn't I didn't look at, or one score I didn't take down, which was the um, uh, Calgary, not Calgary, um, who was it? Uh, where are they? Where are they? Oh, oh Arizona, Nashville was, uh, Arizona beat Nashville 4-3. And I believe that there was another one somewhere. I gotta look it up here. Uh, you know, it's like you're looking up. They didn't even play. I was thinking. All right, you had Arizona Nashville, which was a four-three, and it's not up here. Dallas and they didn't play over the weekend. Dallas and Vegas did not play over the weekend, so it doesn't look like they did. Nope, they didn't. So Dallas and Dallas and Vegas didn't play. So those were your scores. Um, it was um, it was kind of an interesting weekend. You know, my hockey withdrawal went away because of all these games. You know, watching watching the um, Rangers game, watching the Islanders game, watching. Ch- I didn't really see Chicago beat Edmonton. Um, the other one was uh, Montreal. Uh, beating Pittsburgh, you know, I watched that game. Watched a little bit of the Chicago game. Watched a little bit of the Calgary-Winnipeg game, which there's a lot of stuff going on about that game as well. Because if you think about it, there's I guess Matthew Kachuk beat, um, sort of had an illegal what they what they assume is an illegal hit against uh, Shifley, which took him out of the game. Also, Line A left the game too for Winnipeg. So who knows what's going on there? You know, they're they're. You know, there. I don't think there was any discipline towards Matthew Kachuk. So, but there's going to be a, there's going to be a real like, scra- there's going to be a couple of scraps in the next couple of games between Calgary and Winnipeg, which is going to be a fun game to watch. Now, the NHL conducted roughly 1,500 tests, um, COVID tests per day, in each of the hub cities since the teams arrived a week ago. Now, these tests have been processed in 20 were t- processed in 24 hours. And as of Friday, there were no positive test results in Phase 4. So that's a good thing. There's no positive tests. So a lot of you who were like, well, you know, the first week somebody's going to catch something and all this other stuff. Well, guess what? There were no negative, there were no positive tests. So that's a good, that's a good way to start off this whole entire tournament thing. They got this, you know, they got, they, they, they're actually doing this right. They are doing the NHL is doing this right. The NBA, the same thing with the NBA. They're doing it right. So I have a feeling that these are I have a feeling that these are the, going to be the only two successful sports 
you know, stick and ball sports that will be successful in completing their seasons. I don't see Major League Baseball really doing it. And we really don't know what's going to happen with the NFL. And I have a feeling that the NFL, um, there's going to be some issues with the NFL. But the NHL is, seems to be doing it right. Um, as far as like the in-games, the in-games go, you know, as far as the in-game, um, the, um, the presentation of the games inside an empty arena, pretty cool. Um, you know, it seems like that the NHL isn't using a ton of piped-in sound effects, and I like it. It's not as in-your-face as the baseball and, and basketball broadcasts. You know, it's just a nice little, you know, they have like a nice display. They have, you know, display video displays. And the really cool thing is that if the, for the home team, and I noticed this during the Bruins game, along the boards, they actually had a lot of the, of the signage on the board, advertisement signage on the boards that you would see at the TD Garden, like Sullivan Tire, Dunkin' Donuts. And there were a couple other things in there. The same thing with, with the Carolina game. Carolina uh, Carolina Rangers game. Carolina was the home team. There, it was the boards were made up to look like their arena. And to be honest, I think that was a really good idea that the NHL did. An awesome job, awesome job for the that the NHL is doing. Now the American Hockey League announced a revised a, a revised start to start date for the uh, 2021 season. The start date for the for next season or the regular season will be December fourth, so they're pushing things ahead, and it looks like there's a good maybe maybe this is a good possibility that maybe the NHL has is also looking at the same start date as December fourth. We so it'll be well, it's going to be interesting to see if or when they release next season's schedule schedule. But I have a feeling they're not going to put that schedule out until maybe um, maybe after the season or ha- once we get into the finals or whatever. So it's going to be interesting to see if the NHL also has the same start date around December 4th, 2020. So it's going to be an interesting time for the next couple of for the next couple of months, but you know, I'm really looking forward to it. Hopefully the Bruins will will bounce back on Wednesday against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And I believe that game is can be seen on Nesson. So we'll actually get a chance to have uh, Jack Edwards and Andy Brickley back in the booth. So that's going to be fun too. This show is available on all your favorite streaming platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. If you have a question for me, you can tweet me at HockeyNASCAR413 or you can drop me an email. Yes, I'm going to let you guys email me your questions too. It's Kurt with a K, not with a C, with a K, the right way. It's KurtKRS72 at gmail.com. This way, I can I will answer your I will answer your questions directly to the, to you on on the email, and I will also answer them here on this podcast. And if you're at, interested in advertising on this show, please subscribe. Uh, please contact believe at believe.com. Thanks for listening. Have a great week, and go Bruins. 
for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.